You're listening to the Magnetic Boss Podcast, a place for spiritual entrepreneurs and visionary women. I'm Calandra, intuitive brand designer and founder of the Magnetic Boss Studio, where we cultivate magnetic brands, websites, and a social media presence for our clients. On this podcast, you'll learn how to begin cultivating your magnetic brand so you can attract dream clients with ease. Each month, we'll bring you real, raw conversations and industry guest experts to help you create your most magnetic self. Thank you for listening today. Now let's get this party started. Welcome back to the Magnetic Boss Podcast. Today, I am joined by Katie Gall. I am so excited to have her with us today. Katie coaches creative women to build livelihoods they love, drop perfectionism, and stop wasting their limited bandwidth. Welcome, Katie. I'm so happy to have you here. Before we jump into our juicy conversation, will you tell us a little bit about you, your story, and how you got started on your path? Yeah, yeah. So I'm Katie Gall. I'm a life coach and a health coach, and I coach creative women to build livelihoods they love, drop perfectionism, and stop wasting their limited bandwidth. Um, And the way that I got into that is because I was doing all those things. (laughs) (laughs) I know, funny, funny. Yeah, I know. I was in New York City. doing the performance thing. I have a master's in uh, vocal pedagogy. Um, So I'm also a voice teacher, but very much in the performance world, very much in the art world. And for anyone who's done the like arts in New York City thing, it's like not a healthy lifestyle (laughs) for most people. Um, Yeah, especially, especially when you're younger. And so I was doing, you know, I was like, in my early 20s doing the partying thing i uh at one point i decided i wanted to lose some weight and so i uh started doing that and i predominantly did that by drinking black coffee with a ton of splenda having a couple carrots a day and then drowning my sorrows in wine at night so that was fun (laughs) um and uh as you might imagine that was not a healthy choice um and it ended up leading to some health problems uh, which led me into the medical system in New York City. I did not like it. It was not fun. Um, and so I, after I kind of got everything taken care of, um, I was like, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> that was not the way to do things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is not the way to do things. And so I started working with my own health coach um, and just became really interested in the holistic health side of things. Um, And then I sort of, as I started to go to school for that, I started realizing that a lot of what I loved doing was more on the life coaching side of things. So I finished up my health coaching certification. Um, I went on to get a life coaching certification. And as someone who very much understands both the creative and the entrepreneurial lifestyle, it was a very natural fit for me to work with those people specifically. So that's how I'm here. And now, I mean, now I get to live a much healthier lifestyle. I get to help the people that I love and I get to do, I get to live my creative life. 
you know, I get to do the things that I want to do. I get to perform. I get to embroider. I get to write books. I get to do all those things and still make money. Yeah. I love that. That's the best evolution, right? When we yeah. like find our path and we're like, oh, okay. Everything fits now. All of the pieces kind of come together. Um, Absolutely. Will you speak a little bit to what work-life balance means for women, particularly women in business, and then kind of the flip side of that or coinciding with that is the performance um, folks and the artists? Yeah, yeah. You know, what's really interesting to me about work-life balance is that I, I think it's a little different for everybody. You know, one of the things that we do know about the body and stress at this point is that um, depending on how you feel emotionally about the stress changes the stress response in your body. So if you are feeling torn in 4,000 different directions and you don't like it and you're like, oh my God, how am I going to get everything done? That's one kind of stress response that happens in the body. But if you are just as busy, but you're bouncing from thing to thing to thing that you love, you're spending time with your kids who are you know, we've talked about like crazy. <laughs> um, and then you have to go help clients and then you have to go to rehearsal, but you're really enjoying all of these things. That's a different kind of stress response in the body that is not nearly as harmful. And so, yeah. And so work-life balance and what I help people figure out is really about for you individually, what feels good? You know, and I think so often we have this idea of work-life balance that really comes from like the nine to five standard workspace kind of thing that, that like is this belief that it has to look a certain way. Otherwise we're not doing it right. Quote unquote. <laughs> yep. Right. Right. And like work-life balance, like it's whatever actually works for you, but you have to be willing to be honest with yourself about what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important to kind of take our perception, especially for those of us that are entrepreneurs and have been in that nine to five world and kind of flip it on its head and say, okay, I don't have to follow a rule book. I don't have to follow a specific schedule. There aren't specific things that need to be done. I mean, there are to some extent things that need to be done every day, but you really get to prioritize your own health, your own energy, your well-being, your family, whatever those top priorities are so that you can create a balance that feels really good to you and maybe looks completely different from somebody else, but that's. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you know what I find funny, maybe funny is not the word. What, What I find interesting is that, you know, we have this nine to five idea in our head, but also within each artistic profession, there is also the version of nine to five, you know, there's like the, there is the idea of what you're supposed to do in order to get ahead in that profession as well. And in performing, that's like being available for any and every rehearsal. That's like not trying to put too many boundaries on um, your time and what you're willing to do on stage and what you're willing to wear and what, like all of these things that you sort of have this idea in your head of what you're supposed to be like. And in reality, like if you're sick, you're sick. Don't go to rehearsal, you know? Right. And like, I sacrifice that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like finding work-life balance, even within any individual creative career, as well as within entrepreneurship is very much build, you know, it's build a bear. It's build it your own. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Build a bear. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So can we 
we speak to a little bit like solopreneurs, maybe entrepreneurs that are just getting started out, they don't have a team yet, they haven't outsourced yet, but mm-hmm. they know that they want to prioritize their health, their well-being, but they're also in that startup phase and they have a lot of the groundwork to do. What can that yeah. look like and how to navigate that in your experience? Yeah, I've gone through a whole evolution with this. Um, you know, early on, a lot of the messaging that I received was some version of like, delegate, 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 hire when you can, like, and and that's fair. That's fair. There are absolutely things that I am terrible at and do not want to be doing, right? <laughs> like, I don't want to do my invoicing if I don't have to. Um, but I think if... I I think there's a couple of traps that solopreneurs can fall into, which is number one, delegating to the point, if you have the, the finances to do so delegating to the point where like you are almost no longer in your business. Right. And it's, and it's great to a certain extent, but at the same time, if you're a solopreneur, if you're working as a coach, if you're working as an artist in some capacity, you are your business. Yeah. Like you you have to be all over that. in in some way, you know, you might, maybe you don't need to be doing the bookkeeping anymore. And maybe you don't need to be doing the house cleaning, but those things can also like, those are the pieces that can be delegated sometimes as opposed to like social media, you have to like, make sure that you're at the right point to actually delegate that. Right. Um, at the same time, and this is a tricky balance. You have to figure it out for yourself. You don't want to be working 14 hour days. No. You know, those suck, <laughs> you know, really defeat the purpose of starting a business and being an entrepreneur. That's not the yeah. goal 99% of us, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things that I really try to work, well, that I work with my clients on is figuring out what's actually important to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you, if part of that 14 hour day is planning out all your social media content, having meeting after meeting after meeting with client, cleaning the house, getting exercise in, um, eating something. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just something. (laughs) It's not even like good. (laughs) Um, you know, there's one of the examples that I give is that like my house, if it was left up to me and my husband, it's not clean. It's just not. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that like, I'm not going to make that a priority over other things. Right. You know, I would much rather, I would much rather spend half an hour playing with my kids when they're in a good mood. (laughs) I would much rather spend a half hour playing with my kids than vacuuming. Yeah. You know, and that's what they're going to actually remember. And I think that's a lot of what, for me, at least a lot of the impetus behind be working for myself was is that I want to be involved in my family life and I want to be able to do that whenever it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. That was completely the driving factor behind me starting my business for yeah. people that are listening and maybe don't know. I started my business simultaneously with having a newborn. <laughs> he was born. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't going back to work ever again. And that meant sacrificing a lot of things like having a sink full of dirty dishes became the new norm, not laundry became the new norm. And although there was a bit of a level of comfort that had to come with that, it took some time to be okay with that. 
it allowed me to do the things that built the foundation in my business so that now not only do I not have to do those things, but I can outsource them because I built the business the way that I wanted to be able to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really amazing. The things that you can actually outsource. Like people forget a lot of the time that like, okay, you want your house clean. You don't have to do that. You can ask them. That doesn't have to be you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, Whenever, and this doesn't necessarily happen weekly, but like if we, whenever we have babysitters, if there's laundry, I always ask them to fold it. That's brilliant. Yes. Because it takes like a week. Like, so like, you know, we used to do like laundry. It was like one day a week and then it was done. And then the next week you do it again. And now it's just this constant cycle. It's just, we're always doing laundry. It's just yeah. always happening. <laughs> you have children. I just don't yeah. know. I don't know how else you would do it. Yeah. No, it's like, it's not like it's ever done. It's just that more appears <laughs> at all times. I have all the dishes. Like the next, yeah, the next guy is going to have a dishwasher. I can guarantee you that. (laughs) Oh, you don't have a dishwasher? Yes. Yeah. So it's like those little things. Um, One of the things I started doing during the pandemic was grocery pickup because I didn't want to have to bring my kiddo into the grocery store and Uh walk around and grab all the things and unload it from the cart and then load it into the trunk and then load it back into the house. Yeah, I feel this. It's totally worth the five dollar pickup charge or whatever it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we did that a couple of times during the pandemic as well. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. And I think for entrepreneurs, we have all of these things in our mind of to-do list items and things that need to get done. And because we are ambitious people and we like to get things done, we can kind of and you speak to this a lot, step into that kind of like superwoman role of I can do all of the things Yeah, because you can do all of the things doesn't mean you need to or should. Right. Right. So yeah. And, and usually what goes along with that superwoman mentality is it needs to be done to a certain level Mm -hmm. as well. Like there's a, there's a perfectionistic little gremlin in your brain about it as well. And one of the things that I, have very much started embracing in my business and and help others do as well is like figure out what the minimum enoughness level is Mm -hmm. like if you want to get a newsletter out weekly that's great that's a great way of communicating with your audience like that's fantastic you don't need to have it fully branded you don't need to have picked your color palette you need words words that say something (laughs) you need email addresses and uh you need to be able to press send like that's (laughs) that's kind of it you know um you don't necessarily like things like i use mailchimp or like mailchimp constant contact these all these platforms they're great they do help in certain ways but like if you're just starting you need words and you need people yes (laughs) and that's it yeah, I think that being able to differentiate the bare, you know, the bare minimum of what is going to move the needle forward versus all of the bells and whistles and the things that we see yeah. people doing, mm-hmm. allowing yourself to kind of step back and say, okay, what is the priority? What is going to be the most helpful for my business or for my personal life? And then mm-hmm. how can we kind of like layer that and compile that over time? It doesn't have to be an overnight. All of a sudden you have you know, 10 social media platforms and a daily newsletter. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, don't do that. (laughs) No, definitely not. 
Um, something yeah. that you talk about is the feminine path and to success versus the masculine path to success. What is your take on that? And can you share a little bit more about what that means? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I view it, I feel, I, I, as a person, I feel very much like balanced between masculine and feminine. Like there are times when I am go, 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 produce, produce, produce. And that's a very masculine feel to me. It's very much like the nine to five going to work, getting things done mentality. Yep. And what I have found, and, and I am certainly not the first one to have discovered this, um, is that if I'm in a period of that go, 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 there were, there will always be an opposing period of okay, back right out <laughs> and then like stop yeah. and rest and reflect. Um, and I think it's, where did I first hear? Ooh, where did I first hear about this? I think I first heard about this in um, uh, ooh, 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 Northrop, Kate Northrop's book. Oh, yep. Northrop. I think, um, uh, I can't remember what it's called right now, which is great. Um, she talks about the the female cycle versus the male cycle and the female cycle as we might have all guessed is a month long you know it tends to be based on the moon slash our own periods and menstrual cycles and so we do have these periods of go 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 and then rest 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 yep the male cycle is 24 hours yeah <laughs> right it so resets every freaking day <laughs> It resets every freaking day, which means that nine to five mentality, that constantly producing mentality works for them, or at least, at least it works better for them a lot of the time. Um, uh, and so when I talk about the feminine path versus the masculine path, it's really allowing yourself to recognize the times when you're just not energetically in it. When you're just not able or, or feeling like, you know, say you, say you've decided to like today is when you are going to create your entire month's worth of, of social media content mm -hmm. and you get to today and it, nothing, nothing useful is no, happening. No inspiration. <laughs> no inspiration. You have no interest in doing that thing being able to recognize like, oh, I'm not in a producing mode. Mm -hmm. I'm actually in a reflecting mode. And there's a lot of really great stuff you can do in that mode. Totally. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a useful place to be. It is such a useful place to be. And I think that being able to identify not only the work-life balance for yourself and in your business, but also kind of that secular balance. Like before being pregnant, I used to track my cycle and I would line up my business activities with that cycle because I yeah. knew that the first three days of my period, I didn't want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then like at the very beginning of that cycle during like ovulation, I knew that I was lit up. I was inspired. I wanted to create content. I wanted to talk. I wanted to do guest interviews and all of those things. So mm -hmm. just being really self-aware I think is kind of the word of what energy you're in will yeah. find that balance yeah well and I think you also bring up a good point of like okay women also get pregnant like, <laughs> which like changes everything 
<laughs> you know, um, uh, like that's such a, that's like a drastically different space to be in. Your body is being flooded with all sorts of different hormones. Like, of course, you're not going to feel necessarily like doing the nine to five grind, you know? Um, additionally, on top of that, I'm ADHD. Um, and so you, when you're ADHD, you sort of have these extra, uh, I, I, not always challenges necessarily, but these extra like things thrown your way of like, today you're feeling like really hyper-focusing on this thing, or today you're, you're having a really hard time focusing on anything maybe, you know? And so being able to build my schedule in such a way that like, I, I can be super flexible with what I'm doing on any given day. So that even if, you know, I generally know that like, yeah, same with me first three days of my period, mm, you don't wanna, don't yeah, let's not talk to people. <laughs> it's just not pleasant. <laughs> um, but sometimes like, sometimes that ovulation period, wicked energized, totally into it. And sometimes it's like energized to the point where I can't figure out what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. you know, because of that ADHD factor on top of it. And so allowing myself to have built a schedule and built a, 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 a way of running my business that really allows me to know that like, again, coming back to that minimum enoughness level, my business works by serving people. That's the thing that needs to stay consistent. If I can't write a newsletter, if I can't post extra stuff on social media, if I if I just, if I quote unquote, just can't today, that's okay. My business isn't going to fall apart because I've built it that way because I'm, I'm making sure that I save that energy for clients. Totally. Yeah. I think yeah. That that's so important is really just being able to structure your day, your week, your month, however you're looking at it in a way that gives you room for life circumstances and the way that you, yeah. because we're humans and we are not robots. We can't predict that on the third week of the month, we're going to have so much energy and be so Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, in general, I do fall within the like the menstrual cycle, like way of feeling, mm-hmm. but things get thrown your way, you know, that gets thrown off sometimes, whether you're ADHD or pregnant or someone just died, you know, <laughs> like, or like the world shuts down <laughs> or like the world shuts down and suddenly we're in a pandemic with two children. Yeah, we had this conversation before getting on the interview, and I think it's just something that really speaks to being flexible and allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to be flexible. Like, finding yeah. help without childcare, you have it built into, <laughs> right, like, it's not easy, but you have it built into your business that there's room for that, and you can change yeah. your call schedule, or you can decide not to write that social media post, or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, I think that the biggest takeaway here, and I'd love to hear kind of your one last tip for people is that when it comes to work-life balance and when it comes to building a business or being a performer or being an artist, there is no rule book. Yeah. I I think that there, uh, (laughs) in the words of Pirates of the Caribbean, it's more like guidelines, (laughs) you know? Um, (laughs) I think, you know, I, there are obviously good practices, Mm -hmm. but we so often hold those practices up to such a high degree that if we can't immediately meet them, then we decide that we failed. And really 
it's it isn't it is that there's no rule book and you can get to any of those best practices however works for you you know and maybe some of those best best practices just don't work for you you know maybe you don't need social media maybe you don't need a newsletter maybe like i don't know you know there's there's there are so many different ways that you can build a creative entrepreneurial lifestyle um that have nothing to do with following someone else's pre-built path yeah yeah i think that that's so important for everybody to hear especially people that are in the beginning stages and are maybe inundated with information of yeah. a webinar or you need the sales funnel or you need you know whatever strategy it might be mm-hmm. um, yeah so valid. yeah to to that point actually uh, another um a woman that i follow she just she just posted she like millions in revenue in her business at this point mm-hmm. and and she just posted recently she's like you know i've never done a webinar and i've never been to a webinar i have no interest in doing webinars and i was like what <laughs> you know, how i don't understand i like and it's just one of those things that like oh i didn't think to consider that you don't have to do a webinar right right and you can still be highly successful create these stories of the expectations and yeah. things are supposed to work yeah 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 I mean, break the rules exactly that's yeah. my life motto <laughs> <laughs> i know right same <laughs> Awesome. Well, will you tell everyone where they can find you, how they can get connected with you? I feel like we could continue this conversation all day, but I know that you support people with this. So if anybody oh, is yeah. like they need that work-life balance and they're really ready to step into their own ideal life. Yeah. yeah. So um, you can find me at uh, www.keepingitrealkatie.com, which is a lovely website that Calandra built for me. Um, so that's my website. I'm also on Instagram at keeping it real Katie on Facebook at keeping it real with Katie gall. Um, those are kind of my main platforms and you can always, you can shoot me an email. You can message me. You can hit me up however you want. Um, and I will respond and I would love to chat with anyone who is, you know, having this struggle because you're not alone. Totally, totally not alone. I think we Mm -hmm. all at some point in time deal with this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll put all of those links in the show notes. And I just want to thank you, Katie, for coming on. This was such a fun conversation. Yeah, thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe wherever you are listening so you don't miss a thing. Your iTunes reviews help the show impact more magnetic bosses just like you. If you leave a review or listen to this episode, share the episode on Instagram and tag at calandra.martin on Instagram so I can thank you personally. If you're craving community and connection with like-minded entrepreneurs, join us inside the Magnetic Boss Collective on Facebook, where you can build relationships and share your business too. Until next time, Magnetic Boss.